welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Um, all right, guys, today we have, uh, we have Rachel Hafer. Um, she is a member here at Shark Bite Cape Coral. Uh, she's been with us for a couple of years now. Um, mm-hmm. She has by far the best dance moves in the game. There's no question about that. Um, I think she's secretly from Minnesota. When you hear her talk, you'll understand why I say mm-hmm. that. Um, and she is absolutely one of my favorite people to hang out with and work out with at Shark Bite. Aww. So Rachel, thanks, thank you. Nick. Thank you. Um, thanks for coming in. So talk to me. Uh, first off, who are you? Uh, what is your history in like fitness, sports, that health? Yeah, so I'm 24. I'm from Cape Coral. I lived in Pennsylvania for like two years, but that doesn't really count. Um, it was in elementary school, but basically I'm from here. Um, I always when, did. when did you live in Minnesota? <laughs> Maybe secretly. <laughs> I don't know where the accent came from. It just enunciates on certain weird words. But anyway, um, I always did sports. I played soccer, did cheer. Some people don't think that's a sport, but I think it's a sport. <laughs> um, I ran track. I was a big runner. Never, ever heavy lifter or like anything other than soccer. Um, soccer and cheer and I did gymnastics when I was little too. Um, I was usually just a runner up until I joined here. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the most recent thing you were doing before you came to, at the time, CrossFit Cape Coral, but now Shark Bite? Um, I cheered at FGCU. So I cheered in college and then I was running maybe two or four miles. I would say every day, but that would be a lot. <laughs> like as much as I got myself to, sometimes I did those video things like, um, What's that guy? Uh, Insanity. Oh, uh, Sean T. Yes, I did Sean T videos too. Um, Really not like passionate or like really into it until I joined this gym. Oh, that's cool. Me, uh, when I was in the army, we did Insanity videos. They were hard. Yeah, because... And then the, what's the other one? Uh, P90X? P90X. I never did that one, but I did Insanity. We would do the insanity videos because it would snow up at Fort Drum in upstate New York mm-hmm. for like nine or ten months a year. Yeah. It'd be like negative thirty. And the other squads would go out and they would like run three miles in the snow. And my squad would go into Shanti. our Yeah, we'd go into our <laughs> dance room and do insanity and people would make fun of us, they would like laugh at us doing them, you know? Uh they were then, intense though. Yeah, they kicked our asses. Mm-hmm. And then by when the winter would come around, we would have our cardio and the other guys wouldn't. There you go. Should have been following Shanti. the videos. So, funny story about you cheering at FGCU. We missed each other by like a year. Yeah, right? yeah. So, I did 2014 to 2015 season. So, you must have been 15. I was 15 to 16. Not on no, the no. cheer team. But. Sorry. I was, <laughs> yeah, 16 to 17. I was the athletic trainer for the, yeah. for the cheerleading team. Yeah. Yeah. I just did it for one year. I had to get a job and make money instead. So, <laughs> it was short lived. So slightly understandable. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun, though. I love that school. Um, cool. So, You've got a cool story about joining the gym, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I remember, you know, way back when, when I sat down with you in this room mm-hmm. and we did your no sweat intro. Um, do you remember what you told me when you wanted to join the gym? Like why you wanted to join the gym? There's probably two reasons. I know it was during a time, like I had just graduated from my master's. And so I lived in Tampa for a year. When I finished my master's, I got a job that wasn't gonna start for like four months. So mm-hmm. I like just graduated college, was about to start my job. I literally had like nothing going on. So I was like feeling very lost and I needed to join somewhere. And then probably what you're thinking of maybe, um, Brian was joining the police academy and um, he was doing like buddy carries or something. 
and I tried to pick them up and I couldn't move them like even an inch. So like, <laughs> if we had a fire in our house, he would have been done for. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so weak. I gotta do something. But it was definitely to be a part of something because I was very lost. And like, I was always on teams and in sports or in school and I had like, like what is Rachel doing right now? I need to do something. And then I talked to Bailey. So Bailey and I, Bailey's one of the coaches here, and we were friends. Sorry, my brain goes to like four different places at one time. So we were friends before kindergarten. When I moved to Pennsylvania, we used to write each other letters in the mail. <laughs> so she would like draw me pictures and stuff. So we always talk about that now. But anyway, she and I kind of reconnected because we were friends a long time ago and then not really at that moment. And we reconnected and she brought me in. It was uh, Cindy who was the first workout I ever did here. Yeah. I was sore for like two weeks after, but she was like, she joined the gym a couple months before that. And so I've been watching her on Instagram and stuff. So I reached out to her and then she invited me in for that drop in, kicked my butt and then I joined. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that what you were thinking of? Yeah, yeah. So Cindy, what's Cindy? What workout is that? Five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. Yeah, for, for, 20, for 20 minutes, minutes right? <laughs> yeah. So that's actually the first workout I ever did too. Really? Yeah, yeah, and it absolutely like right here destroyed me. I when I would take my shirt off for like two weeks, it would take me like fifteen. Minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why we usually don't have people do workouts like that to start <laughs> for that exact reason. I probably reason. shouldn't, have, but it was it was kind of like a this sucks so bad, but I I wanted to do it again. Yeah, that was at the time where I like had nothing going on for myself, so I was like, Rachel, right, you need to get it together. I mean. It was like, like a gap period, so I get it, but no, so it was ex exciting for me. Those are two cool, two really cool reasons, I think, right? Like, one, you, you want to be able to pick up bird, yeah, and you want to be able to move him. Um, if we had a fire in the house, you'd be dead, yeah. Well, I mean, now I think you could throw him pretty easily, <laughs> so um, and then two, you wanted to find like friends and something to do, right? Yeah, and I think that's really cool because I, I know a lot of people say they want to join the gym you know, just to get in shape. But mm -hmm. I think really what they're looking for is that too. Mm -hmm. And not everybody, right? But I know yeah. that for me, when I got out of the army and when I was getting out of the army, it was really important for me to find something like that. Yeah, because you're so, like in the army, you were so used to being in squad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you were, I was always on a team or always in school, you're always with your squad. And then when you're alone, it's like, I'm alone. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You yeah. have to, you're trying to like find a new community to kind of be part of. Yeah, right? and I'm, the social person, so I don't like to just not have people to listen to me talk. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever described you as social. No way. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's the most social person alive. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, all right. So, uh, how old are you? You said 24, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, a very small birdie, very miniature birdie named Bailey. Um, told me that you got your master's degree at a super young age, right? I did. I was yeah. 22. That's awesome. I think, well, I might have, no, I was 22, yeah, because it was a year-long course. Okay, well, that's awesome. Uh, how did you do that? How did you accomplish that? Um, I did some dual enrollment in high school, so I had, I finished my bachelor's in three years, mm -hmm. and then six months went by, and I immediately started grad school, and it was a one-year program. Um, I went to Tampa, um, USF in Tampa, so it was a gerontology program, which gerontology is the study of old people, if anybody <laughs> doesn't know. Um, so it was like half online, half in person in Tampa, um, and it was just the 12 classes, and I was good to go, because I loved it, so I did it so fast. Well, yeah, because that's what I was going to ask, right? Like, what, what do you do for work now? So I'm the sales and marketing director at a senior living community. Um, What's it called? Which one? The Preserve. The Preserve. Um, it's in Fort Myers, so it's assisted living, skilled nursing, and memory care. 
Um, it's part of a larger Volunteers of America non-for-profit, which has been around for 125 years. And um, Gulf Coast Village in Cape Coral, it's like a mile away. It's been around for 30 years. That's our sister community. So the preserve opened about two years ago. Well, it broke ground about two years ago, and it actually officially opened about a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm their sales and marketing director, formerly the life enrichment and memory support director. So that's activities and memory support specific programs. Um, but yeah, I do sales and marketing. So I get to talk to families who are thinking about transitioning their loved one into a senior community, and I kind of help them through the process and um, talk about what their future will look like in our community. Yeah, and, and that is so cool, right? So, like, you know, we're friends in real life, but we're also friends on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I get to watch the cool videos you post of, of what you get to do yes. inside of the facility, right? I love it. So talk about some of those things. So um, I'm still kind of in the life enrichment um, director roles because we're currently hiring for um, a position if anyone's looking to apply, but um, I, we get to do the life enrichment program. So we do, you know, of course, exercise groups and we do entertainment and with COVID, which we can talk about later, things are a little bit different, um, but it's like working in a history museum. I don't know if that sounds kind of <laughs> wrong, but it's like when you talk to people, you get to learn about like, this is an 89-year-old veteran who has like 12 grandkids, and this is what he did for his life. And then this lady has lived in Germany and Ireland, and like every single person you talk to has like 89, 95, 100 years of history. So it's really cool to just like sit and talk to somebody who's been through whatever pandemic we're in, times like 45 other different life historic events, you know? Yeah, I, I totally understand that, right? Because I feel like we get that here at the gym. And, you know, the age bracket might not be the same, mm -hmm. but it's, we get to learn the experiences of people that we might not have ever learned otherwise. And you probably get that pretty much every day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, really neat. Um, we just, we had a um, 100, well, not just, it was a couple months ago, like a birthday parade for a man who turned 100. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, can you imagine 100 years? hundred years ago, so it was 1920, <laughs> that's so long ago. So what happened in between now and then? A lot. Was it Jim Mears? <laughs> no, no. Joe Carey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So why is that so rewarding for you? Because like, I think anybody who's spent any time around you knows that you love your job. Yeah. Right? You love it, it, it like, it just seeps out of you. Oh. Why, why is that so rewarding for you? Because I think it's kind of a population that people forget about um, and people don't, you know, everybody wants to work with kids or they want to work, I don't know where people want to work, but like people, oftentimes people don't want to work with seniors. So it's kind of like, you know, I have a lot of love and respect for what they've done throughout history like we talked about and they're, you know, you know <laughs> I keep saying like a museum or history, but it's like so full of history it excites me. And like it's a group of people that people often overlook and people are scared of senior communities like you know people talk about I'll never go into a nursing home but I've seen so many great communities where they do a lot of programs that kind of fulfill the last couple years of somebody's life and so to be the person that can you know provide the last two years of your grandmother's life like to make it better in any way is just really cool and rewarding and just love it. Yeah, it's it's that to me that's super cool, right? Because you're taking somebody who might have a lower quality of life and you're you're like qualitatively increasing that quality of life. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. And it's like certain things are tailored, so maybe you know there's 
Okay, so there's this man, we had a patient, he was a fashion designer, he went to NYU or NYT or whatever the fashion institute is in New York City. He has a poster in um, the Hard Rock Casino in Naples of Maryland, well, Marilyn Monroe is on a poster there wearing a coat that he designed. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> so, like, I, I printed out a picture of our building. He never completed it, but um, I printed out a picture of the the front of the preserve and I wanted him to sketch it because he does, has, like, a sketchbook and stuff. So it's like, he was once a fashion designer who designed a coat for Marilyn Monroe and he's sitting here right in front of me, like, getting therapy from us. So I gave him a picture to draw because I knew that that's important to him and that's what his wife says that he likes to do. So, you know, just to be able to see somebody in their prime designing coats for freaking Marilyn Monroe and then they're here and they need that kind of, like, that was his thing, you know? So I want to help him be able to do his thing even though he's, like, 85 years old now and not quite the same strength that he was before, but he can still do it. Yeah. And I want to help him do it. Oh, that's so cool. Because, like, how, like, would he get that otherwise? I don't know. I mean, and sometimes, especially with COVID right now, a lot of seniors are just sitting in their home. I did a tour the other day for a lady. She says she hasn't left her home since April of last year. And she's a neat lady. And I talked to her for a long time, and, like, she, you know, her history. She was, like, in different community groups and really involved in her church. And just to see her, like, I know everybody in the world's going through this right now, so I completely understand, but, like, if she were in our community and around kind of some other people, we may have been able to, you know, help her embrace those things that she's kind of isolated from. Help her socialize a little bit more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that was something that you and I had talked about a bunch of times was seeing if there was any way that we as a gym could come help through mm -hmm. that. I know restrictions haven't exactly allowed for that yet. I sent Christmas cards. Yeah. I got Christmas cards. That was awesome. That was that was cool. That was one of the funner things we've done. Yeah. Um, for anyone know, we we wrote Christmas cards uh, between the, the three gyms to residents at Preserve and, and other communities too. A, a bunch of them. We had a, we had, we had mm -hmm. like seven or eight of them right, that we sent out. That's um, great. That was part of our December bingo. So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. I think I don't know how many we got out, but I was really happy about that. I know I have still have one from Danielle, her and um, her boyfriend and her dog. Mm -hmm. They sent like um, an actual Christmas card picture, printed out one. Aww. So cute. That's so cool. In winter too, she wrote handwritten one. So sweet. That's cool. I'm, I'm really glad we were able to do that. Mm -hmm. I hope I hope they enjoyed it. They did. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so. Uh, another cool thing you've done, right? You you took a mission trip to Haiti, right? I did. Yeah, yes. what, when, twice. Twice. Mm -hmm. Okay. When were those? Huh. One um, while I was, I think, twenty seventeen and no, twenty sixteen and seventeen. So there were two back to back summers. Um, so my family has like a long history with Village of Hope in Haiti. So actually, part of my grandma's ashes are scattered there, scattered there too, because my grandparents were really involved with that specific missionary. Um, so we went on medical mission trips two times. The first one when I thought I was going to go to nursing school. Changed my mind, but I'm very happy about it. But um, we, I helped do intake, and we had a dentist go, a surgeon go. I'm glad you bring it up because I have a really cool story. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, and so we set up, we went in the middle of um, Quadabouque. is like um, Port-au-Prince is the big area that everybody knows. That's like the hub in the city, but we went into the actual like parts of Haiti and we went into these villages that were like um, brick built cemented buildings and we just set up camp no AC no nothing and then everybody in the um, villages would just come and go through and the doctors would see them and 
um, kind of diagnose or give them some of the uh, supplies that we brought over from the state. So different churches here, different churches in Tampa. We um, collected donations for months and we were able to bring like two check bags each and they were full of like bandages, eye drops, because there's no um, cemented areas. It's all like dust and gravel. Mm -hmm. So everybody's eyes are so dry all the time. So we just go to CVS and we get eye drops. No big deal. But right. like they came to that place to get eye drops because it was like, that was such a big deal, so that was really cool. But talk about something we take like so for granted. I know, like freaking yeah. eye drops and chapstick, yeah. you know? Um, but they like walked miles to come to this area where we had set up to see the doctor to get their eye drops. So it's like really put in perspective of how blessed we are here. Hmm. Um, but then we checked people's weights. We The dentist came the second time. I could never be a dentist. Oh, I was like scarred because he was like extracting people's teeth and stuff but but things that people needed to be done and nobody could they, do they it, couldn't get it done otherwise right that's when i decided oh i gosh. couldn't be a nurse because i was sitting there watching and i've never passed out before but i was <laughs> like on the front <laughs> okay but rambling on let me get to the really cool story okay. so we met this guy his name's dr blaine and he's a pediatric cardiologist in tampa so he went on the medical mission trip with us twice he's one of my aunt and uncle's really good friends um so a full year before my sister was pregnant, we went on a medical mission trip with him. So my sister was pregnant about two years later and they found out that her baby was gonna have a heart defect. And guess where they referred her to? To the pediatric cardiologist up in Tampa that we had a personal relationship with and went to Haiti with him two years before. So he was the person who like laid out the entire like plan of how they were reconstruct Layla's heart. Oh and it was gosh. like, I know, I have goosebumps. Like I, I don't know if anybody's religious or anything, but that was like, what are the freaking chances, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like it was like this place or a place in Texas. And my aunt and uncle lived like 15 minutes from the hospital. So when Abby was there seven months, she got to live in my aunt and uncle's house. And the person who was calling her to explain how he was gonna repair her baby's heart was like a man that we went to Haiti with two months ago. Cool. That is, that's super, super cool. I remember, um, Abby was a member of our gym a long time ago, and mm -hmm. following that story was absolutely unreal. Yeah, I, at that point, I hadn't talked to her in a year or two, and um, I, I felt like I, I know I had nothing to do with it, but I felt like me and all these other people got to be a part of this story and like see this awesome success. Mm -hmm. To now see like a little girl just running around being all happy. And she was to dance class yesterday. Oh my gosh! So background story my niece she's now two but she walked she's walking now without her walker but she was born with i have like the actual diagnosis which is ridiculously crazy there's like all these different things but essentially she was born with half a heart so she was a couple weeks old when she got an adult size pacemaker an adult size pacemaker because a baby one wasn't going to do what it needed to do so she's had two open heart surgeries she's been intubated intubated a couple times she was on um ecmo mm -hmm. where like it's full life support she's walking around going to dance class now that's uh, so awesome right and dr blaine we met him a couple years before that's just crazy to me Shout out Dr. Blaine. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. <laughs> um, that's that's so cool. Uh, we were talking, not on the podcast, but you and me probably about like um, that concept of like uh, like leadership, like through service to others, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's cool to hear like you're so passionate about helping other people. And I think probably doing things like that, like going to Haiti or, or kind of seeing how people outside of your circle live, I got to imagine that had something to do with it, right? Yeah, 
It was, I came back, um, I remember like the last couple weeks once I got back, I just didn't feel right. And it was like, you would go to Starbucks and people were whining and complaining that their drink was wrong. I'm like, and now I always check myself in the back of my head. I'm like, those eye drops from CVS, Rachel, like, <laughs> don't complain about the things that you have. These people hyped miles to go get those. So it's like, for my, I mean, honestly, for my, your own selfish gain to be a better person, I think people need to do things like that, you know, to serve people so you can be a better person for yourself and for other people. So I know, obviously, I'm not a perfect person. Nobody's a perfect person, but... I think opening my eyes to that kind of makes me check myself sometimes when I get upset why my coffee's wrong at Starbucks, you know? Yeah, because it, it gives you like a, like a sense of perspective, yeah. right? I remember coming back to my rack the first time, you know, and like hearing the things that people complain about. Like I, you were talking about coffee. I remember being at a Burger King somewhere and this person just losing their absolute mind. At Burger King. Yeah, because there were pickles on it when they asked for no pickles. Oh, Lord. And yeah. I, just, I just remember thinking like, like is it you know is this really what's what's that hard in your life right now? Yeah, and yeah. you're sacrificing your life for that person to be angry about pickles. You well, know? well so that. But, thank you for your service. Thank you. But I think the important part is like both of us got perspective. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that that's probably what's missing in a lot of people's lives, right? Is that perspective of others mm -hmm. and then where you know you really are. Yeah. Maybe we're getting a little too preachy when we talk about that, but <laughs> I think it would really benefit other people to do yes. that. Yes. You know. And we don't say that to think that we're like better than anybody or anything. Yeah, I, I think it's, like you said, almost selfishly, it really helped yeah, me, you know? I know. And if anything, like, we were helping people in Haiti, but they definitely helped us more than, mm -hmm. you know, we did for them. Yeah, that's that's a cool way to put that. Um, so, you have a special somebody at the gym, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Brian Bird, mm -hmm. right? Everybody's favorite sheriff. Possibly the most handsome person at Chargebite. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's got a 62-pack of abs. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, Bird is not a large guy, and he's might be the strongest person in all of the gyms combined. He's, which is he's a um, what do you call it when you like pretend you're good at at um, like poker, and then you you lose a couple games, and then you finally win. Yeah, he's like a shark. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. Right. That's what you just said. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's unbelievable, right? So I know that he's definitely one of the people that I love chasing on the scoreboard, right? He's also mm -hmm. one of the nicest dudes I think I've ever met. Um, What's it like getting to work out with him? So he's your fiance. He yes. comes. He comes to the same gym with you. He's in the same group of friends. You guys. Have, you guys get to share mm -hmm. a hobby. What's that like? Yeah, it's fun because I he I can tell that he's genuinely excited and happy for me. So he did CrossFit like in his friend's garage. So he wasn't actually part of the gym till after I was part of the gym. But he's been doing it for like the last six years since mm -hmm. high school and college and whatnot. So like whenever I you know do really well on something or when I got my butterfly pull-ups or on my toast bar and stuff like he was so genuinely excited for me so it's definitely been something we could bond over because we've been dating for eight years now so like our lives are completely combined and it's like we got nothing new to share to each other because we know everything about each other so it, it is another thing for us to kind of like share new experiences together mm -hmm. and I know he's so proud of me so it's cute yeah it's cool I, he's he I've coached like early morning classes and I'll come in and he'll he'll come up to me and say something like did you see Rachel score yesterday does he yeah I'm like that's oh, so cool Brian, that's so that's cool cute. <laughs> so he's like see he wouldn't he's very like to himself and he's humble about it too mm -hmm. like you said he yeah is, he definitely he's is. very good but he doesn't like 
to for people to know that he's good or he doesn't like to be recognized like he doesn't take compliments well but he's Brian if you're listening you're wonderful I, I think you're wonderful too dude just saying <laughs> it yeah he, he never talks every time he says hi I'm like oh I feel so good I'm, I'm part <laughs> so of the select special. team yeah yeah <laughs> um that's awesome so you uh you and I competed together mm-hmm. a couple months ago at our mm-hmm. charity competition reindeer Wars. When we got first in the gym? Uh, no big deal. Yeah. Um, we're in the Cape Coral Crown. No, no big deal. Shout out to Rachel and Crystal for leaving us behind. Um, talk about that. What was that charity competition like for you? How was how was that? It was fun. Like I that was I think that was my first RX competition. Either that or the Cape Coral Classic, right, with Crystal? Yep. Or the Sharp so Eye Classic. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, it was my second. It was awesome, and I didn't want to let you down, Nick. So I. Tried really hard. Hold on, hold on, I- hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Because right before the first workout, the first yeah, day, I do remember that. you came up to me and you said, verbatim, you said these words. I'm not making any of this up. I did. You said, I did this workout with Brian, your fiance. Uh-huh. Said, we got, I think it was something like nine rounds, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, that's a lot. And you said something along the lines of, it's okay though. I didn't want to let him down, but I don't really care if I let you down, so it'll be okay. I did say it, it just kind of came out. And I I stood there with my mouth on the floor. Just, well, we got like 11. Yeah, then we ended up smoking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. No, it was a lot of pressure because you're like <laughs> the owner of the gym, you were running the entire competition, and me, little old me, was your partner. I tried really hard. I remember thinking, I cannot believe she just said that. And then I heard three, two, one, and we had to go right into game mode. Yes, it might have motivated you a little bit. I think it did. Sometimes when people talk smack, it makes me, you know, you got something to prove. Yeah. So you proved it to me. No, I think think we did also. I think it was super fun. You you were saying little old me. For anyone who doesn't know, Rachel weighs, I don't know, 14 pounds. (laughs) And she's one of the stronger people I've met. Um, it doesn't really make anatomical sense, but you are super strong, and I was, I felt super confident you were going to be in that comp. And then you Thank did. Thank you. Yeah, I think you learned butterfly pull-ups uh, the night before or two nights before, right? I was practicing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that was a Saturday. I think we came. Me and Chelsea and Steph came on Sunday, and I was practicing them so the week before. Yeah, and, and it worked out perfectly because we ended up getting sixth place out of uh, forty teams. I'll take that. Yeah, no, no big deal. It's very off the shoulders. What? Yeah. Um, the when you say little of me, I have to share a cute little moment I had yesterday. Chris, um, Breda from the evening class, she said she thought of me because on her Facebook, you know how like advertisements come up or something, and a T-shirt popped up and it said like underestimate me, I dare you or something like that. And so she's like, hey, I saw the shirt and I thought of you because you know you're so small and you wouldn't think that you'd be able to do these things, but you go and you like lift heavy weight and it's really impressive it's like when would me and hers lives ever cross you know that's what i'm saying it was so sweet and she thought of me dude that is so nice of her i think that that thing you just said though right like when would me and this person's life ever cross i think about that every day Mm -hmm. like I, i get to meet so many people from so many just um wholly different realms of life yeah like what think about the class going on out there right now right there's probably 14 or 15 people that would never know each other otherwise. I know. Like Chris Morgan's one of my rows. When would me and Chris Morgan ever hang out? Yeah, right? Like, no? no? Nothing would organically make you guys run into each I other. I know. I think about that often. Jim, Jim is the same age as my dad, you know? And he's like one of your best friends. He's friend. literally one of my best friends. Like, how would I have ever become I know. Age is not a number here, man. Yeah. Joe Carey is 
I probably would have crossed paths with him at some point. Sorry, Joe. Joe is one of my favorite people, too. I love you, Joe. Me, I don't really like him. He won't be able oh. to hear us on the podcast anyway, so it's okay. Put it, put it in the comments. In the subtitles. <laughs> the subtitles are going to read... Making, Send it in the mail. <laughs> making fun of Joe. <laughs> Asterisks or whatever those stars are. Um, okay, so we have the... This is this probably won't air until afterwards, but we okay. have we have the intramural open coming up, right? Yep. You're one of our captains. Yeah. Um, what an honor, dude. When I when I talked to the other coaches and I said, you know, who do we who do we pick? I think I told you this. You were unanimous. It was like, oh, yeah, it was Haver, and that's how that worked. Exactly like that. Like, that's sweet. Thanks, um, guys. You make me feel special. Who's your co-captain? Chris Morgan. Chris Morgan, right? Yep. And what is your terrible team name? Kalusahatchee Banana Slugs. <laughs> you made it up. I'm not. So I, I was trying to find memes and stuff, and so Banana Slugs is actually a, a mascot for a team. Oh, really? I think. I didn't know that. That's news to me. It's like some college, there's a, a slug. Oh. I don't know. What, maybe I'm making this up. I mean, you might be. A, I'm not there sure. There's a man in a mascot costume. <laughs> well, you got, I almost wore my banana costume into here. That would have been so great. When <laughs> we did when we did the intramural draft a couple weeks ago, you and Morgan were wearing banana suits. Mm-hmm. And that was that was so good. You know what's funny? I had those two just I had them. You know why we get along? <laughs> I don't know how many people know this. When Steph and I first started dating, she came to my house one time and opened up a closet. <laughs> and I might be messing up the order of the story a little bit, but she was like, What the hell is this? <laughs> It was a, it was a full closet full of costumes. Yeah, like, I believe it. And not like three. Like I'm saying, I filled a full walk-in closet with costumes. That is impressive. I'll have uh, to come share some of your closets. <laughs> it's the most important closet in the house. It is. Steph? She's now. Well, made, she's got her own too. I'm sure. Yeah, she's made me move it out to the garage now, but it take <laughs> it takes up about a quarter of our garage. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> I have that exact banana suit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so how do you and Morgan plan to lead the Hatchie Banana Slugs to, to the top? How? How do you, how do you, oh guys, yeah, what do you, how do you get motivated? Um, to? Hmm. <clears throat> we haven't really thought of much of a game. <laughs> <laughs> we just love our people, so we, we like, we're like, who do we want on our team? Not necessarily who's the best person, you know, but it's like, it's going to be, so I've heard, going to be like, challenges and stuff and like participation i guess we'll find out (laughs) so like we don't necessarily have to be the best people but people who are willing to participate and we're just gonna love our people and hope that they come (laughs) (laughs) hey man i really love you will you uh please uh post on facebook or wear a blue shirt or whatever everything in me is hoping that when this plays you guys didn't win no yeah because i'm i'm on circuit a sore legs and i i think we're gonna take the crown Yeah, I I sure hope so. I'll I'll talk to the scorekeeper about it. Okay. Um. Now I need to go to Chris and we need to plan. (laughs) I did make a Facebook group, though. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you guys having participation? Are you guys getting, like, strategy sessions going on yet? Because we are. We are, too. Oh, that's not true. You guys are going down. (laughs) You guys are going down. Guys, if when this happens, Panasonic's got last plays, we know why. (laughs) I'm just being, um, just in... Inconspicuous? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to give away my um, plan to go. Got, you got right it. Okay. Now. All right. I understand um, that. So, what are what are some of your favorite moments you've had in the gym? What are, what are some of those things? Like, remember we sat down for our first goal review on the Rasmus, right? Mm-hmm. When you left the gym, you were like, 
Hell yeah. Yeah. What, what's a moment or two like that for you? Oh boy. Um, well, I always have to say, because Joe, as much as you make fun of Joe, he's like a big highlight for me. Yeah, because, me too. Because we, how old's Joe? 110. Okay, so 110. <laughs> but he's in his early 80s, right? Yeah, 70s. 70s. I'm sorry, Joe. No. no. Yeah, 74, 75, 76. All right, so he's... Sorry, Joe. You can't hear me, but it's okay. (laughs) And he's okay with all this, just so you guys know. So, Joe, he works hard at, like, you know, making sure that his future is going to be, you know, that where he's going to be able to live healthy and independent and um, be as strong as he possibly can. I think at one point he had said he wants to be able to get himself off the floor if he ever falls. Yeah, right. Like, it might sound like he's joking, but no, like, that is a a huge huge thing and a lot of the people who end up living in communities you know that might be one of the the falls that where they land on the floor and stay there for a couple days that lead them into a future that maybe they didn't plan for and so the fact that he's being preventative or Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. the necessary things to keep himself healthy and independent as long as possible that's a real inspiration to me so anytime i watch joe exercise that's gonna be a highlight yeah, yeah, no, me too. I make a lot of jokes about Joe because he's like my cranky old grandpa. Yeah. But we, I love it. When, we, when he was brand new, that was something we worked on a lot, right? Because he said pretty openly that was a goal of his. Because mm-hmm. like, I I need to be able to get off the floor. Like, I don't want to be a guy who can't do that. Yeah. Um, and Joe's like my size. He's a large guy. He's he's six six one, six two, mm-hmm. probably around 200 pounds. He's a, he's a large man. Um, and now he's out there doing... Uh, hanging knee raises and cleans. Ah, and, bless his heart. Yeah, we competed well, in a competition. Uh, was it two or three years ago? He was my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think we and I think we podiumed too. Wow, Joe. Yeah, how cool is that? I didn't yeah, do I didn't really do much cool. work, so it was all him. And I like another one of my highlights is anytime I watch Tiffany Will and talk to anybody at the gym. Just yeah. Because she just like she makes you feel so special, but she also like will specifically pick out exactly so tiffany's not a coach she's not a coach she doesn't have to be you know she's not employed to be the person to help but she goes out of her way to you know pick apart anything that you might be doing wrong but she does so in a way that is like you know it's like yeah i can do this let me fix this not like oh you're doing that wrong rachel you know and she'll always make you not make you but encourage you to throw an extra pound on there or throw a couple fives on there but she does it in a way that's like Makes you feel special, and I and she always does it to you know newer people, or she'll take people under her wing, and she's not a coach, and she doesn't necessarily have to do that stuff, but she just does it on her own will. Yeah, I, I, I just love that. We, I feel like we have a lot of people like that too, right? Where it's like their their intent is always good. There's no there's nobody like um, looking down their nose at you about your lift or whatever. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you never feel that it's like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Tiffany saw me do it wrong. It's like she helps you. She actually wants you to do it right, or she wants you to, like, you know, feel stronger to be able to do some things. And she'll take time out of her after her workout to work on something with you. Yeah, sweet. I, I like working with Tiffany a lot because she will openly talk shit to me in the middle of a workout, and that, that doesn't happen very often anymore. It's really fun. <laughs> I'll get off the bar, and she'll be like, get back on there. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> um, that's awesome, though. Okay, so you have now been here for a couple of years, right? Um, April will be two years. That's awesome. Okay, So yeah. it's, it's, Mar- it's March 4th, we're recording this for the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking to someone who was scared to start working out, right? What would you tell them? 
you can be you can be afraid to i don't want to say oh don't be scared but it is kind of scary especially like it's a little bit intimidating but you just have to do it and i guess the sometimes when people hear crossfit they imagine people like throwing things and slamming things which you are but then you learn to love it um and people are intimidated by it but i think it's like the other day i did a legless rope climb and i was like ready to get into a bar fight like i felt like <laughs> i felt like the hulk or something like why would why would me somebody like that like ever end up in a situation like climbing a rope with no legs until i joined this gym mm -hmm. you know so you like it's cool because you can see what i what you're capable of like i would never have thought that i would have been strong and have big muscles I did a self, did you ever see my comparison photo of my arms? Like I had noodle arms before this gym and it like, I didn't think anything of it, but now that like, I actually have some meat on my bones, like I feel awesome. Like I said, when ready to get into a bar fight after <laughs> that rope workout, but you can be afraid at first. And then as soon as you come and you do first workout, if it's Cindy or something else, then you'll feel awesome. And you know, I think it's good to challenge yourself and do things that are you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. So I would say just try it a couple times and then you'll fall in love with it and then you'll meet the people here and then it'll be a reason to wake up. I don't like to wake up early, but I always wake up Saturday morning because Saturday morning classes are my favorite. Yeah, and you even come to 5 a.m. sometimes. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> I just really don't want to get up that early. Yeah, that, you don't see me there very often. No. So. <laughs> no, I think you just have to try it. I mean, just don't really think about it. Just try it. Yeah. And then if anyone ever has any questions, talk to somebody about it. I would reach out to Tiffany. I just love that girl. <laughs> Tiffany, Bailey, anybody who's been around, pretty much anybody you can ask. And then they can give you the full, you know, spiel. Everybody got here somehow from a different area. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to learn what led people to be here. Yeah, that's that's honestly been my favorite part of this podcast so far mm -hmm. of, of doing each of these is that. Is like what getting, led you here? Yeah, getting those stories. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the reason I knew about it, my mom and my sister went here for a short amount of time. And then Bailey was the, the person that kind of like drew me into it. Um, well, cool. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything else you want to bring up? I mean, that I'm, I'm not thinking of. No, <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to. I just want to make sure I need your chance. I know. Let's see. Um, no, I think we covered pretty good. I was looking at the time. <laughs> 40 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay, so um, if if somebody wanted to find more about you or about the preserve, right, mm -hmm. how could they do that? Um, they can go to uh, the preserve, BOA.org. You can type in the preserve senior living on Google. We also have... Um, Gulf Coast Village in Cape Coral, it's a full continuing care retirement community, meaning it has all ranges of senior care from independent all the way to skilled nursing memory support. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Rachel Hafer. I'm always sharing the preserved stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Well, cool. Rachel, right, so thank you very much for doing this. Um, down with the banana slugs, sore legs no! for life. Thank you. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.